Ho, 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 and welcome to episode 66. Six. Can you believe it? Wow. 66 with Soldath Updike Pew. And I'm Jeff Updike. And I'm Weston Pew. I threw him <laughs> off a little bit with Ho, ho, ho. Man, we have done it. It is an entire year worth of episodes. It is. It has been good. It has been. Yeah. I think we've learned a lot. We've had a couple of critiques that have like kind of helped us, and I feel like we're shaping the show. Um, and what's really great is that we have a new time slot yes. for, um, for 2020, and yeah. we're really excited about this. We are. We are moving to Wednesdays at noon, so um, you're going to find something else to do on Tuesdays at 3.30, but <laughs> Wednesdays at noon, come and follow us. And we're excited because hopefully this will give you a chance to join us um, while you're having lunch. We kind of thought that this might be great. The slot opened up, and we were really happy to take it. Yeah. Kind of going back into real estate now, mm -hmm. it's kind of there's been some some news out um, right now about foreclosures. Yeah, one one of the the things that I was reading today is that the U.S. foreclosure rate is at a 20 year low right now. That's good though. Yeah, it really is, and you know, it, I mean, it just it points to a, a good economy. It points to a good housing market. It uh, is. You know, when, when people still get laid off, they still lose jobs, all those things happen. But the what it shows is that there's equity in homes where people can get out of the home if they need to. And we've seen that time and time again because we see transactions where um, it may be a cash buyer mm -hmm. that uh, is the one that gets the final bid or when people come in and they have 20 and 30% down. Again, we've talked about that um, mm -hmm. for a long time about how healthy we think that even if there was a slowdown in the market that homeowners right now would be in a totally different situation than they were in 2005, six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the weird lending things that were going on back then are not going on now. And, yeah. um, they're, you know, they, they have made, I think credit for homes more accessible for yeah. people by, uh, rolling back some of the guidelines or some of the restrictions that were put in place after the last recession. But it, you know, it's not gotten like crazy loose like it was. I mean, you used to be able to fog a mirror and get a get a home mortgage, and that's frightening. If you if you're going through that process now, you know it's you know it's not like that. They want to you have to verify that you make enough income. You have to qualify for the house. They they everybody they want it documented now. And the other thing too, kind of shifting gears just a little bit, when we were getting ready for the show, we also came up and saw some really interesting information about home flips mm -hmm. in the United States and the top 10 markets and mm -hmm. where Dallas ranked um, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the uh, one of the other things that I saw is that, that we're really at the bottom of the top 10 um, markets for home flippers right now. You know, Do you know in many markets across the country, the average home flip can make the average now, this takes into account all price points, mm -hmm. but the average home, home flip can make $67,000. I don't think that's what it is here in Dallas. No, it's it's closer to 40000 But yeah. But, you know, even when you hear those numbers, it makes people want to run out and do it. But in the third quarter of this year, less than 5% of the home sales in our market were, were home flips. And I would say from our experience in certain areas, we know when flippers come in and they take advantage of a market, mm -hmm. um, they actually can, if not done properly, they can do more harm than good mm -hmm. to a neighborhood. Yeah, it's a, we've had two or three experiences this year with people where they were buying a home that was flipped and... When Chris came out to do the inspection, inspection, 
it really fell apart. yeah it fell apart because yeah. it really revealed a lot of things that were weren't taken care of behind the scenes on houses weren't up to code permits mm -hmm. weren't pulled it just was a big calamity that we uh, kind of had to avoid and i thought it was really interesting that the article goes on to talk about how um flipping a home is not simple like it is on hgtv mm -hmm. and there used to be a show and i don't know if ceci remembers it but there used to be a show on there that was like renovation projects gone bad yeah and it was like a weekend concept and just it was an everyday couple whoever that was trying to do this and it was always always ended up disastrous and they would come and fix it and i thought that kind of show is a much more relatable and accurate than you know chip and chip and joanna who yeah. instantly make this beautiful home appear mm -hmm. and like look what we did yeah. it's not like that it, it's not and there are people you know i think there are people that do well with that they mm -hmm. um you know they have the expertise or they have the skill they they have the you know the foresight to do all of that but you know it one of the things that, that if you don't plan on how much time it's going to take and the carrying costs and your interest payments and things like that. I mean, that's what's going to eat up a lot of profit in the flip. And one of the things that we're going to talk about in the second segment is statistics based on certain areas in the DFW Metroplex. Mm -hmm. So it kind of is a way for us to show everybody what we do when we help those um, that are looking to do these type of investment properties. Yeah, we pulled statistics that are only for about four of the areas that we cover. Right. We, we have a, a tool that we use that is really an amazing uh, product that we can really zero in on i mean super specific neighborhoods if you would like um and if you want to bring that first slide up i'll i'll give you i'll show you just a little bit of what we have to to choose from in uh narrowing data down and the deal with this data it really helps us talk more um precisely about what's happening because we see headlines all the time that talk about what North Texas and, and the Metro Texas is doing. But this is what we want to really look at and see what's the weather like in a certain area. Yeah, the, this is one of those tools that we can do like 30,000 foot views or we right. can do five foot views. And it's so important because I think headlines grab the 30,000, mm -hmm. but the reality is the five. Yes, real estate is local. And the other thing too is that on uh, we're so, this can get so tight that we can pull out price points mm -hmm. we can pull out new or we can pull out previewed mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different things that we have the ability to get in there to help create a very clear realistic picture of past and yep. kind of work with um, forecasting absolutely um, we've chosen to, to talk about four areas today because they're they're areas that we find ourselves in quite frequently and we have a lot of friends and clients and customers that live in these four areas mm -hmm. um, and so I'd kind of like to define those just real quick if that's okay yeah like, let's do north dallas okay northwest dallas area which is going to be coming up in a few minutes in in the blues uh is really defined by uh lbj freeway all the way down to northwest highway to the west is interstate 35 and to the east is midway road so it's a really big area mm -hmm. but you do have a lot of commercial stuff off on the uh kind of the western side out there that wouldn't come into this so. right um, and the first thing we wanted to talk about was the number of sales that have closed year to date to the end of November. Um, this first area that we that we just talked about, uh, there were 587 houses that closed in in that segment. Um, we also pulled in Oak Cliff, which is geographically a really large area. Um, this is almost all of South 
I'm going to call it all of South Dallas that is really prim uh, really even goes across Interstate 35. And, and I would say that that is the reason why you saw 1455 mm -hmm. sold in that area. And then if you look in the central Dallas, which is north Dallas, which mm -hmm. is 635 Northwest Highway at the south, mm -hmm. midway over to 75, mm -hmm. that is actually going to be also probably the number two largest section that we have over there. Mm -hmm. um, and that came in with five, um, 833 sales. Mm -hmm. And then Oak Lawn, which is not geographically that big of an area, um, it, it's, you know, really, I mean, what it says it is, Oak Lawn, Uptown, and it includes downtown. Um, there were 1,031 sales this year just in that market. And so that puts that one in the number two. Mm -hmm. But if you divide it by the, if you were somehow able to calculate per capita mm -hmm. in that area, it would probably be different because there's so many condos and townhomes yeah. there. So this, this is where it changes so much down there. Exactly. We're kind of moving away from um, the area just north of that that would be larger estates. Yes, very much so. And that kind of brings us into the average sales price where this, where the number of sales can offset and show you what that looks like in price per square foot or uh, average sales price. Right. In that Dallas Northwest area, um, the average sales price was $460,204. Um, in the Oak Cliff area, the average sales price was 242431 and then in that Dallas North area that we talked about, that's kind of the estate area, the average sales price was $981,000. And last of all, Oak Lawn, which has an average sales price of $461,000. And the average sales price um, kind of is an interesting thing because, again, you get to divide more into it mm -hmm. and it increases that. So. Yeah, and, and you know, the area where we were talking about with the $900,000 average sales price, you know, those lots are, are so much bigger and so much of what that, so much of the value is in that land. Yes, and there's going to be a lot of those pieces of land up for sale just because of what they experienced with the last set of tornadoes that ran through. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to see a, 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 a more land inventory come to the marketplace in the spring and summer of next year. Absolutely. And the other thing that then that we were able to calculate is then the price per square foot. Mm -hmm. And this is really kind of a, this in and of itself is a 30,000 square foot or a 30,000 foot view because there's so many things that can go into making this price per square foot. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So you can see that um, there in the Northwest area, they were at 196 a square foot and then Oak Cliff and Oak Cliff might have a few more homes that um, still are in that transition, mm -hmm. drop down to 143. And then over in 11, where the estates are at 240 a square foot, and the Oak Lawn came in at the highest. And why do you think? Because I have an idea of why. I'm, I'm, my thought is that, you know, that because of the density, you've got smaller homes that yep. are just going to bring larger dollar per square foot. Plus, yep. you get into, you know, we have some of the most expensive dollar per square foot products in some of the high rise condominiums that are absolutely Turtle Creek, the Ritz Carlton, downtown is really Seal, the Azure. Yeah. So you, there are, that's exactly what I was going to say is that it's smaller square foot increases the price per square foot. And mm -hmm. then also just some of those penthouses and just one bedrooms in some of those really amazing places can start at a million. Yeah, easily. Yep. So another question that we get asked quite often is days on market. You know, how's the market doing from an overall perspective? And I have to say, I think we have a, we still have a super brisk market here. 
Absolutely. It's not. And I would say it's manageable right now, whereas it's not. And people, and they talk about all the time. It's not the same as what it was. Mm -hmm. But when it was so out of control, that was not a fun market to live in. It, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't fun for buyers or sellers either one. Nope. And now we've kind of normalized. And mm -hmm. earlier we talked about like six months and that was an average balance for certain markets. But here you can see that in North Dallas, their average is 26 days on the market. Oak Cliff is 25 days on the market. Dallas North, that state area is 41 days on the market. And then you get into Oakland and they've got a little bit longer at 42 days on the market. Yep. And the deal is, is we're seeing houses that can still move in two and three days, even a day mm -hmm. when they're priced right, when they're in the right condition for the buyer mm -hmm. and those work out. Yeah. And it is what today's buyers want. I think that they've seen enough um, and they are able to educate themselves mm -hmm. that that they can make that choice. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, you know, we're we're seeing there's there's still protections built into the market, especially when you've got a mortgage involved, mm -hmm. because the appraisal process is is still there. And while the appraisal part of the of the mortgage is not to protect the borrower, but it's to protect the lender. Right. It's still got that benefit of it. And I mean, we saw it this week. Yep. We saw it. And it's kind of funny because we talked, opened up the show and we talked about uh, flippers mm -hmm. and how you got to know what your out price is. And it was because of the lender's appraisal that we were able to come back in and renegotiate and get a better price. Mm -hmm. So lots um, of things. Yeah. Lots of things. So I hope those uh, stats were statistics because stats is too short um were helpful <laughs> today um it you know it's it, stats can be kind of boring sometimes but hopefully these kind of hit the high notes but know that if you want information about your specific neighborhood right your specific age of house style of house whatever it is we're happy to drill that down and, and get you information just about your home yep well, we hope you found that interesting, and we hope you enjoyed tuning in. If you've got comments that you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear them, and we'll be sure to respond to you. Um, and I think um, that's a wrap for today. Almost. What else you got? Join us starting oh. in January on Wednesdays at noon. Yep. Thank you all so much. Happy New Year and happy holidays. And remember, we want to be your realtors for life.